0: all glory goes to the man upstairs and all shout out to my teammates you know dg gotta put it there line gotta block well but i've always kind of been that guy just don't feel like i ever really got the chance to you know shine we have always
1: been here bro 27 on the field but always number one in your hearts here with me today you know who it is my right hand man number nine on the field the Braden Wait room willie willis and this is the podcast on
0: the prairie b jay i'm not gonna lie i'm feeling your energy though i'm I'm feeling it you know what i'm saying it's 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 you know first pod in the wall after a dub you know what i'm saying like i'm feeling the energy man
1: i'm feeling different today you see i didn't even start over like normally if i stutter on the intro ladies and gentlemen i always start over because i always want a smooth introduction but today i'm just like i'm happy the sun's out it's a little cloudy outside but i'm still happy
0: I was going to say the um, sun's not out, but, you know. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, the sun is not out this Sunday. It's but the sun's cloudy. out for
0: us because we won, so.
1: Yes, the sun is out in uh, our spirits, okay? So I'm just going with the flow today. Um, I don't really have an agenda because I was writing stuff down before we hopped on here, and I was like, bro, like, if I say everything that I just wrote down, like, we're going to be on here for at least two hours, so.
0: Before we get into the show, this episode of The Pod is presented by Plainview Legal Group. For the last couple of weeks, you've heard us talk all about Plainview Legal and their expertise in property law and protecting land rights of the people of Oklahoma. Well, they are way more than even that.
1: Plainview Legal Group also handles estate planning and probate from simple wills to providing undue influence. Additionally, their attorneys negotiate, draft, review, and litigate all kinds of commercial contracts for individuals and businesses across various industries throughout Oklahoma.
0: Haley and Travis Dennis are kind of like dual-threat quarterbacks. You know, they're cool, calm, and collected in very, very tricky situations.
1: OU has produced dual-threat quarterbacks like Kyler, Jay Hertz, and we could even throw in Baker. They also produce dual-threat lawyers, Haley and Travis Dennis. They are both OU alums and have five degrees between them.
0: To schedule your free consultation, visit their website at www.plainviewlegal.com or give them a call at 405-310-0183 or even email them at info at plainviewlegal.com. Big
1: thanks to our presenting sponsor, Plainview Legal Group. Clarity when you need it. Please see show notes for disclaimer information. I'm going to just let today... Go where it goes and uh,
0: let my happiness take over for this episode. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I'm, I'm with that. You with it? So, I'm with it.
1: Um, I don't even know where to start, bro. Just per usual, how was brunch? Your family was in town this weekend. We also saw the mm-hmm. beautiful picture that your mom always posts. I'm like, I love it. Um, I will say, before you tell me about your weekend, let me tell you this. I love that picture because I think I took that a little bit for granted. You know, It um, mm-hmm. when I was there, I'd always just be like, you know what? It's crowded down at the bottom. Like, I'll see y'all. I'll see my family, like, after I get out the locker room and everything. And um, I think we only got a couple of those, you know. But yeah. in the moment, you're not really thinking about how you'll, how you'll feel, like, a year from now. You're just like, yo, like, I'm tired, like right Uh, i'll see you in like 15 minutes just give me a quick little whatever so to see y'all take the picture and to see them stay and support you guys is uh a beautiful thing so i i enjoy seeing you guys take the picture but
0: yeah i saw i saw you say that on uh on twitter You like i'm getting used to these weekly uh yeah these posts or i like the weekly posts but yeah man like you know i'm not a big picture guy nothing like that yeah but um like you said, I just have to remind myself that this is a short, you know, period of time in my life. And I'm grateful for my parents and, you know, my auntie and uncle and all my family that comes to see me. So, you know, it's getting them pictures, yeah. you know, pictures last longer, making memories, man. It's it's just, you know. It's it's, just, it's such a wholesome look. Like, you look at it and you just see the smiles and all you guys look
1: alike. I've already said your mom's yeah. <laughs> like super strong. And I'm just like, man, like, this is such a beautiful family, you know. So. Appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. But how was uh how was this morning? How was the morning W? Uh,
0: How was brunch? Oh man, morning W, love it, man. You know, woke up feeling good, man. Body hurt a little bit less. You know what I'm saying after a dub. uh, Wait, wait, wait. Your 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 body hurts less after a hundred yard game. After a dub, man, it feel like everything is well (laughs) in the world. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, man, I woke up feeling good and uh, went to brunch with the fam. And, you know, it's funny that um, you say that because at brunch, we were over there talking about how the the nicknames have kind of like evolved. And I was like, J-Hall has too much of an influence because I don't know how it's turned to what it's turned. Like you got OU football using weight room Willie and. You know, people at the Walk of Champions, hey Wait Room Willie and that like that's just it's just you know, it's normal now. Like kids and you know, just everybody's doing it. Now. I mean, it's kinda cool, you know, I love it. So, uh, but yeah, you have too much of an influence because everybody uses it now.
1: Bro, it's like you have a uh, a different persona now. Like, you know how <laughs> um do you know about you know Nicki Minaj, right? Right. You know how she has like her her Roman like flip side, you know. I didn't even like know. Well, now you know, bro. It's like your alternative alternative personality. Like your alternative personality on the field is like wait, Rome Willie, bro. Like <laughs> yeah. when you made that catch right in front of the end zone, which you should have scored. By the way, that was like what did uh what does coach normally say? Either you you get on ESPN or you yeah. just get on Spirit sooner scoop. scoop. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. Either it's a, a 20 yard gain, here's Braden Willis for a twenty yard game, or it's a dun dun, dun,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, great catch. Um you did your job well. And uh, the way you flexed on that little dude, I'm like, yo, yo, he lifts. I lifted with him. We lift.
0: <laughs> I <saw your> tweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's Yo.
0: what i look forward to i look forward to your tweets after they go in. i go on your i go on your twitter page and i go and look at the tweets after the game and then the responses. it's hilarious bro
1: <laughs> bro alex always texts me during the game bro he's like Jay hall you could say anything and uh it can do like over 300 400 likes and i'm like you know what bro i try and make sure i save my ammo for quality tweets right look because that. my mom My mom told me, my mom, what I'm learning, bro, as I get older, my mom is just always white, bro. Like it could be anything. So my mom was like, Jay Hall, everybody's always looking forward to what you're saying after Braden scores or after you do a play. So although you're looking forward to seeing my tweets, I'm looking forward to see you make plays. So we're just like feeding off of each other, okay? So (laughs) she's like, make sure that you have good tweets every time because I promise you everybody's going to your page. So I'm like, okay, mom, I'm going to make sure I use my ammo wisely, okay? So I try and make sure that not only do I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I try and make sure I make you look good, okay? So.
0: Always Thank, yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always Thank yourself. Always appreciate it. Thank yourself.
1: Matter of fact, in one of those crazy comments that you're talking about, one of the fans was like, Jay hall you got to bring the unclipped hat back because people were clowning me at first. But then that was the last time we won a game. I'm pretty sure. I, I got to go back and double check. But I was like, yo, it's only right.
0: I think I
1: found the formula.
0: Obviously I think we found in. our formula too. We, I think we yeah. found ours too at the, we, so DP and I have this thing, right? So yeah. I don't know if you remember, but some of the old players that were there with Schmitty like that are coaches now, like Joe John and, you know, coach Coop and all of them. Mm-hmm. We have this thing where when we're stretching, we go down our, we get our hammies, we clap. And then we go down and get our hammies that all the other guys was like, hook that middle finger in his voice. You know what I'm saying? So now we all say it hook that middle finger, like hook it up under our, you know, toes so we could get a good stretch. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, at the, the beginning of the season, the first three games we were winning, and when I was, me and Coach Coop would say it at the same time, and DP was like, okay, I hear y'all. And then the last three games, he was like, oh, I only hear Coach Coop. And I would be like, you know, as a joke, you know? And so then, you know, this week of practice, we're like, Let, let's just go back to how it was the first three games, because I don't know. Something's <laughs> off. So we were like, you know, me and Coach Cooper both said it, and then he'd be like, yes, I heard everybody. I heard everybody that time making this sure. just mm-hmm. putting it in the atmosphere. I'm like, watch, we're about to win this game now because we <laughs> we going back to the, the basics. I but think yeah. it
1: is time for all of Sooner Nation to reflect and go back to whatever you did three <laughs> weeks ago and bring back out that juju because we have found the answers between my hat Braden's on field activities with the team. And uh our captain's leadership is just that's that's what it's gonna take the rest of the season. So that's what we're rolling with. Um I'm you down. got a whole uh, you got a whole bye week to to remember and then write it down. Okay. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So we don't forget. <laughs> note, note to self. <laughs> note to self, man. It has been a a beautiful weekend it was homecoming weekend Uh, i didn't go to the game i stayed home Um, i had a long week personally and it was the first time that i could just chill so people were texting me during the game they're like yo Jay hall where you at like i'm at the crib have a blast though so yeah um i'm glad you guys put on for uh homecoming right so let's uh let's move on to what we have next Braden, have you noticed how expensive everything is these days?
0: I have. It's pretty crazy, but good thing we're getting paid big bucks from the podcast. Wait, hold on. You getting paid? No, no, that was definitely a joke. bro. hold on, Alex. Well, anyways, everything seems more expensive these days, and home prices and rates are no exception. Homes, however, retain their value. So while home ownership may seem expensive, not building your equity will cost you even more. Get your own home
1: equity now. where Properties Group helps buyers just like you get the most home for their money. Phil and Theline Webb at Ware Properties Group are waiting to hear from you. The team is ready to get you the best deal possible on
0: the home that's right for you. Call now at 405-322-5632 and they will be happy to send you a list of available homes. And since we're talking about saving money, let the McDaniel Mortgage Group help you cut back on mortgage rates. Call Matt with the McDaniel Mortgage Group at 214- 435-1988 or visit with 2 tscom to get pre-qualified today. All right, back to the show. A
1: crazy weekend, not only for the Sooners, but around the world in college football. Looking at Ellis, not LSU, Iowa State. Um, looking at Alabama, Ole Miss, almost getting brought down by Auburn. Uh, the NC State-Syracuse game, that turned out to be, Uh, a good matchup, Clemson, Florida State, and so on and so forth. So we haven't done an upset pick in a while. Um, I definitely wouldn't have picked Tennessee to beat Bama. Actually, I was anticipating Tennessee to get rolled
0: over. But I would have. I actually called it. Yeah. I wish we would have said it earlier this week because I've been saying it since I I watched the Tennessee, uh, Tennessee game like three weeks ago or something like that, maybe week two. And I was like, bro, mm-hmm. their quarterback, man, that boy can play. And I've been saying it yeah. for weeks. I'm like, that boy can play. I don't know what it is, but he just got it. And you know what I'm saying? So when they when they went, I was like, I don't know. Tennessee might, <laughs> especially at their crib. And you know how it gets up in there. And I I was like, yeah, if anybody going to do it. I said it was – I was thinking yeah. it was either going to be them or it was going to be uh, TCU. The, TCU. Which, that happened too because you know Mm -hmm. tc is a good team so
1: yeah my dad what i talked to him this morning and he was like bro like you played basketball against the quarterback at tennessee i was like what and he always does this he's like yeah you played against them like he was on the other team and he expects me to remember i'm like bro like i was 11 years old (laughs) right (laughs) i don't know how you expect me to I expect me to remember that but anyway shout out to you dad apparently uh the quarterback for Tennessee is from North Carolina uh Dudley specifically for anybody knowing where that is and I played against them when I was little um years later now he trans he went to what Virginia Virginia Tech now is at Tennessee so uh heck of a game honestly I thought Bama was gonna come back
0: like when I when they started putting up points I'm like okay Here's Nick Saban in the too. comeback squad. That's why I said, I said, man, Bama, boy. They just, it's Bama. You know I mean? But yeah. they stuck it through.
1: They did. They stuck it through. Uh, TCU up on Okie State. Didn't watch that game. But I'm honestly not surprised.
0: Well, because, TCU, like you just said, TCU Yeah, TCU came back that game. Okie okay, State so was running for a little bit. TCU came back. But, man, they were... Uh, their their receiver, TCU's receiver and running back combo. Uh, I think the running back is Miller, and then number one, I can't remember his full name, but number one, the receiver, man, they those are those are some ballers, bro. They can play, and uh, they leaned on them a little bit, and they were producing. So they got back in that game, tied it up, went to overtime, ended up winning. Once they went to overtime, I was like, yeah, TCU's winning this game.
1: Yeah, that Johnston kid, number one, he had eight receptions, Johnson. 180 yards. That's that's what I'm that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, he's gonna Receive. be a good, he's gonna be a good NFL guy. He's gonna be a first round uh, draft pick. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a first rounder.
0: We were talking big. about him when he played us. Yeah, big can catch, can run, great right after the catch. He's gonna, you know, first round guy. Yep, yeah. Utah <laughs> beating up on USC. Now,
1: ladies and gentlemen, before you start cheering, uh, please, all right, let's 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 take a moment to acknowledge the fact that I know some of us do not like Lincoln Riley and um, for those of you who don't know I am not one of those people who do not like Lincoln Riley okay I was also talking to my dad about this game this morning and he was like yo like I'm on Twitter and uh, Sooner fans are really like a jealous ex right now like we're just (laughs) we're stubborn we're emotional we're praying on the downfall of somebody who actually treated us pretty well. And we're not accustomed to um, people leaving us. Like we are right. always used to people like, Oh, uh, you's the best. Oh, you's this and that. And the one person in the one time, somebody doesn't say something good about, Oh, you uh, they up and leave and we get butt hurt. So um, it's crazy to see the fans on social media respond to usc getting beat but um did you see the quarterbacks crying at the end of the game Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i thought that was weird from the announcers perspective i don't know what's going on with the announcers nowadays but like yeah they were like
0: yeah i think you said it earlier right like yeah uh, they um it kind of ran me hot a little bit, you know, but they were just like, yeah, they just, they just, sometimes they just be talking there like, yeah, they're crying because both teams love their university. And I was like, y'all don't even be knowing what y'all are talking about. Like, what, what, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> But, I mean, there's no here or there. But I, I saw a lot of people advocating for you to be up there. People be like, I'll be watching the game in silence or just put on music and just, you know. And oh, that's really bro. what it's coming to, bro. It's like, oh, man.
1: Bro, let me tell you about these announcers. From Matter of fact, wh- let me finish around the world. Let us finish around the world in, in college football first. Then and then we'll move it. on to your game. The OU Kansas? Oh, my. Don't get me started, bro. Um. Anyways, give me one second before I start my rant on that. Uh, Caleb, guys, I love Caleb. We on the podcast are a fan of Caleb Williams. He got us our big break. Um, For those of you who don't know, whenever we had Caleb on this episode, that's when we pretty much blew up. Everybody wants to know who this five-star kid was that brought us back from Texas. right? So We love Caleb and the fact that he lost. um, I'm not saying we feel bad for him or anything like that, but I just don't like the Caleb hate, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it, it yeah, like, yeah, like I Caleb is, Caleb is, I don't even know how to explain Caleb. Caleb is like no other kid I've ever met before. He's different. He literally rides his own wave. He doesn't care what anybody thinks and uh he's going to do him and I respect that, right? Because even me and what all I've accomplished, I'm still influenced by other people. And for a guy that's so young, I think Caleb's still, like, what, 19? Yeah. I don't even think Caleb is 20 years old yet, you know? And he literally has the weight on his shoulders, weight of the world on his shoulders. He's got a million-dollar contract with Beats and all this and that, and people are looking at him like he's a grown man out here with personal hate towards our university. I'm just like, bro, nah, that ain't it. So I've had to call out some people on that. Um, Some people were also clowning JB yesterday. I called some people out on that, too. So um, I'm going to hold it down for my teammates, man. You know, no, I'm going to make sure I, I represent y'all off the field during the games and whenever I'm around. So uh, is it is, anything else happening in college football that uh, I'm missing? We're missing?
0: <laughs> well, I will say I thought Penn State was going to do a little bit more with Michigan. But Michigan ran was running, you know, toting that rock on them. So that got out of yeah. hand. Bro, what is up with people trying to fight Michigan in the tunnel? Every time that happens, they lose. No, yeah, I don't
1: know. I think Ohio State did that last year or two years ago.
0: Well that always happens in that game.
1: Yeah. And then no, but the same thing happened to Penn State, I think, within the past three years. hmm I don't know. Anybody who's a Michigan fan, tell the other team to pipe down whenever they go into the locker room. <laughs> Unless you're playing for OU and you're playing Texas, then uh, anything happens down there in that tunnel. Speaking of Texas, um, Iowa State definitely should have beat them. But um, they couldn't follow through. So I'm tired of seeing Texas fans in my mentions, bro. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, moving on to (laughs) – our game, right? Kansas versus OU. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie.
0: For the first time, I was a little nervous. In the last I read for I9 Sports, I talked about my favorite memory for uh, U Sports, Jay. Curious to hear what yours is. Bro, when I was 12 years old, I went up to Cooperstown, New York, and I had a
1: blast playing baseball. I was knocking home runs all outside the park.
0: We love our sponsor Anon Sports because they are giving kids in the Edmond, OKC area, Yukon, Moore, and Norman these same memories. They offer basketball, volleyball, baseball, soccer, and even flag football.
1: We know life as a parent gets crazy, and so does Anon Sports. That's why they've made their leagues as convenient as possible. Practices and games are on the same day, so it's just a one-day commitment. Practice first, then
0: gameplay. Leagues are seven weeks long, and kids' age groups vary from 3 to 14 years old. I-9 told us many of you have already signed your kids up for their leagues, which we love to hear.
1: If you haven't already, you can sign your kid up at I-9sports.com. And we have a special offer to our listeners. When you use promo code Prairie Pod, that's P-R-A-I-R-I-E, Pod, you get $10 off your registration.
0: Thanks to I-9 Sports for their support of the show.
1: <laughs> I'm not. Cool. I I, I wouldn't. I I had all the faith in you guys. I I, I w- It wasn't like a nervous. Like, are they gonna win or are they gonna lose? Like, I, I knew y'all were gonna win, but I was just like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like, somebody asked me, Jay Hall, should I should I pick the over or the under? And I'm like, honestly, bro, like,
0: I have no clue. So,
1: <laughs> how did you feel going into this game?
0: man, you know, I told you I felt great at the beginning of the week um the listen, man, the margin between winning and losing in college football, especially at this level, this conference is very, very, very thin, you know what I'm saying, and not everybody can see it because everybody on the outside they look at the scoreboard and they let that determine how they feel about the game, you know, and so they don't really go in depth to watch it to watch film and see what went on to why it went like that, you know, so. Like I said before, we know we know what we had to work on and we know where we went wrong. And, you know, going into the game, getting DG back, you know, we just, you know, feel a lot comfortable. You know, this is a guy that I told the media, this is a guy that, you know, came in and from the jump, it felt like he had been here five years. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I had known him for a while. And, you know, he starts doing team bonding and we start going out to dinner, like as an offense. And, you know, we do the... Dime time retreat and there's all this stuff to to get to a point of where like the whole offense is just super comfortable with eight back there leading us, you know. So I think getting him back there gave us a little bit of a calming, you know, a sense of like a cooling, like calming type of you know sense, I guess. Like you had your guy uh, back on the field. Yeah, had our guy Mm -hmm. back. You know what I'm saying? And you know he just brings that as a leader too, and. um, You know, it was good to have him back, so. I was honestly surprised that he was playing. Um, Well,
1: I wouldn't say surprised, but when they said that he might play, I was just like, eh, we'll see if he actually plays. And then once he actually got on the field, I was uh, a bit nervous for him, specifically as the game went on, and he started running. I was just like, ooh, please get down, bro. Please get down, because – Uh, Like I said on the previous podcast, um, I want all the success for the Sooners. Like I, I want y'all to blow out everybody, but I'm also, um, an advocate for the players, right? So I wanted, I was a little bit concerned. So I'm glad I can see him out there moving healthy, uh, moving good, and um, like you said, y'all had that sense of comfortability back. Um, I think you guys started out the game well, um, specifically um, getting the ball out quick. You could tell like the offense was kind of catered towards DG and what all happened last week because it was a lot of it was a lot of quick play action. It was a lot of uh, a quick reads, quick slants, quick curls, quick hitches, and then you know mix it up as the game went on in terms of the deeper routes. But I like the the direct snaps and and all that. Honestly, I think. I think we should just stick with that moving forward because I don't know how you feel about DG as a quarterback. And I'm not i a matter of fact, you don't even have to respond to this, but honestly, I think the faster he gets the ball out, the better he is. Because you look at a lot of the highlights from last year and, in USC or where he was at maybe before most of them come from like quick hitters, you know, like I'm not gonna lie. The longer he has the ball in his hands, I'm not going to say the worse he is, but I think you guys have found what works because it was working at the beginning of the season, the quick hits and the rest of the stuff. Um, I think y'all should keep that up. I love the Wildcat. Um, Yeah, bro. I just I love Lebby's playbook. I think he does well adjusting to his players. You know, I think, honestly, you should have advocated for some more Wildcat this week, but it all worked out.
0: Yeah, hey, man, you know me. I just do whatever, you know, I can for the team. But <clears throat> as far as DG, man, I, I mean, it, okay, Here, it, here's the deal, right? Yeah. I, I love the kid, and I think he has great arm talent and everything. And I don't necessarily agree. I think he takes great deep shots, and we actually started the game with, these, like, just straight-up deep shots. This is really option routes, right, and targeting okay. the same guy. but. Then on the third one, he hit me on the little, you know, the overdot. We call it occupy. But, um, I think I think it's one of those deals where the last couple of weeks we start the game off running the ball, and so then we're we're so you know wanting to run the ball, establish the run, and everything. We don't get the you know we don't get to pass the first drive, and we kind of get behind, and it's one of those mm-hmm. type of things. If you let him start slinging that thing early. Once he gets in the rhythm, boy, it's, it's tough to start that stop that man. You know what I'm saying? So I like how Levy just had full confidence in him coming back and was like, Hey, like just, you know, from the jump, like just start slinging that thing, you know? And then you saw once we start slinging that thing, getting it going, you know, then we could, then they're on their heels and then boom, we start hitting them with the run game. EG had a great game, 176, two touchdowns, you know, Tay came in there, he did some really good things and, um, you know, our our offensive line don't have to be on their heels the whole time because they're, they're just keying the run. You know what I'm saying? They're not just loading the box and keying the run. You know, we got them on the heels from the get-go, you know, got the airing the ball out. Now we could, you know, hit some of our, you know, runs and get some good yardage out of it and loosen them up a little bit. So I think he did a great job with the game plan. I think DG, like I said, once he gets in the rhythm, man, he can throw with the yeah. rest of them. So – it's all about, you know, getting him some confidence, getting him in the rhythm. And like I said, once he get going, that boy tough
1: now. I think you guys did a good job of, like you said, getting him in rhythm, especially after what happened last week. I can imagine from his perspective, possibly being a little bit nervous, a little bit, eh, I'm going to ease my way back into this. But after that first drive, it was just like, man, like there there is no easing back. Like we're just full force here. One thing. I will say that you guys did do well from an offensive perspective is get that boy, Marvin, the ball. Yeah. Um, Marvin's, you know, I, I love Drake. I love Theo, but Marvin, Marvin's the guy, you know, Marvin's, <laughs> Marvin is marvelous. And I don't know, I forgot to pull up his stats, so I don't have them right in front of me, but I can Nine imagine. Receptions, 106. Yeah. It was a lot of yards. So yeah. he was out there making plays. Um the kid from Freeman, yeah. the Oklahoma native. Oh my goodness.
0: It was funny you,
1: because um even the announcers thought it was Drake, because Drake, Drake had a hot start. I don't know if I don't think I give Drake enough credit. Drake had a had a hot start. You know, I think I'm just so used to seeing him play, seeing him make plays and stuff. Um Theo loves Theo. Um Drake loved Drake. Marv. Um, Just gave him uh, the love. I want to make sure I touch up on those boys and let them know that, like, yo, like, we appreciate you as well. But the new kid, you know, one, seeing him on the reverse at the beginning of the year, some people might say that's a fluke. Oh, it was a one great play. But now he shows up again? Uh, I don't know. We might see a, a, a future baby Drake, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what we all, that's what we say. He's going to be like Drake in the future. He just he got, you know, a little bit more straight line speed. Now you marry his speed um, with Drake's route running ability, because we all know Drake is probably yeah. our Drake best route runner. Route. Like, come yeah. on now. Like, I don't know. And I don't even know if our fans know that for real. But I oh, mean, yeah. they should go, go ahead. But, Let, so, talk more on that because the fans don't know. They, they don't, don't know. know you know it it's funny because a lot of the stuff that we see in practice that we think is common knowledge amongst yeah. the players the the fans think are oh, totally different you know yeah like drake probably has the best routes on the team um he does does have the best routes yeah. on the team the man is shifty yeah. lateral movement is crazy he's quick you know what I'm saying y'all always wonder why he gets open so easily it's it's because of that and you I told um they were they asked me about Gavin. They said, you know, were you surprised by the catch? And I said, no. And they were looking at me kind of crazy. I was like, "Bro, you all don't understand. And practice, you see the craziest see the stuff. You don't understand that we're practicing. We play football, you know, five, six months out of the year. But the other five, six months out of the year, we're still practicing. You know what I'm saying? We're practicing every day. So you don't understand the amount of crazy stuff I see that happens in practice comparatively speaking to the game you know we only play mm-hmm. twelve games. we have about a couple hundred practices a year, you know what I'm saying, so you see some crazy stuff and um you know we like like I said, Drake is Drake's routes are you know the stuff, but uh yeah, you know once you you get Gavin Freeman. You know, use his athleticism, you marry that with him learning from Drake and his routes and his route tree. He's going to be tough in the future, man.
1: Mr. Willis. We talked about this a little bit earlier. He lifts weights, he's moving people out the hole, he's bullying safeties. Let's give you some more flowers, bro. Five catches, 102 yards. Yes, yes sir.
0: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Bro, um, I can't, I am I can't do anything but be happy for you, bro. I've never had a hundred-yard game, or I never had a hundred-yard game in college that I can remember. I think I was close. I think I was like 70, 80. Right. But a hundred yards, bro. Somebody should get you a uh just some type of photo and just put my first 100-yard game. Like, as like a little memento. I might have that made for you or something by the end of the year. But how do you feel? I like that.
0: Man, I feel great. Like you said, it's the first one, and it's special because of just my journey and kind of, you know, everything that's went on. You know, I got to – you know, media is media, so I I can't, you know, say too much about the guy. But during the media session, a guy, you know – he asked, he was like, uh, you know, in the past, you've made catches, you've made some plays, you know what I'm saying? But this is the first time we've really seen you, you know, yards at the catch, da, 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 da. And he said, so, you know, how did you get to be that point? And I was like, well, you know, all glory goes to the men upstairs. have always been there. That's
1: what you should have said.
0: <laughs> I, I did say it. I said all glory goes to the men upstairs. And all shout-out to my teammates. You know, DG got to put it there. Line got to block well. Receivers. But I've always kind of been that guy. I just don't feel like I ever really got the chance to, you know, shine, whether it was injuries or, you know, the depth in the room or, you know, just not the lack of um, – involvement of the tight end in general because you and you i and Stog, both all three of us know that there was a significant drop in you know just the production and tight end because we just weren't really used like you know as much oh. as you know they used to be like with grant and mark and them so um they're like where did this come from i'm just like i mean it's kind of always been there like i've always been a great route runner. I've always done well yards after the catch. You know, that's kind of was my, like, thing coming into yeah uh, coming into college, you know. So I think people were going to be, I thought my college career was going to shape up that people were going to be more surprised by my blocking than they are with how I am with the ball in my hand. But it's been kind of opposite. They're used to the blocking. They're not used to me doing stuff with the ball in yeah. my hand. So, you know, like I said, he's part of the media. They don't know what goes on during practice. Like, if you were to ask any of the teammates, you know, any of the defensive guys, they'd be like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they don't know that because they're not at practice. They just see what happens during the game. So,
1: bro, I'm telling um, you, man, we have always been here, bro. Like, it's crazy because, like, you look at Marvin, you look at Drake, and like you're like, yeah, like, receivers run routes, receivers make plays. You're like offensive linemen, they block, they get pancakes, quarterbacks, they throw the ball, running backs, they run the ball, juke people out, truck people. And then you kind of like get to the tight ends, H-backs, who historically, like you said, haven't been in the passing game as much since Mark was there, since Mark was here. And we do it all the time in practice. It's like it. I'm glad some light has finally been shown in the tight end room because we have always been here, bro. Like I wish I had so many more opportunities back in back in college, but I mean I can't do anything about that. But yeah, happy they, they for just you don't now. understand. It's the same yeah, thing like, with
0: you. It's the same thing with Stalk. I mean, some of the things and um practice, you know, it, it, it it's just real fun to me. It's it's crazy how things shape up sometimes, you know. Um it,
1: everything it- Works out for a reason, bro. No doubt. I promise you, people are seeing your hard work. The fans are seeing your hard work. Jim Nagy, Jim (laughs) Nagy. You know you're doing something right when you get the post from Jim Nagy, bro. Like what? No doubt. We got we we got Alex posting about the the Mackie Award text. I think that went
0: over a lot of people's head. Alex and I were talking about that. I don't know if people really realize the the. What Alex posted on the podcast page with the Mackie, that was the Mackie award. And, you know, he's acting like I was saying sup to it. But, you know, I think that went over a lot of people's head, but I thought that was hilarious, though. I, I cracked up when I saw that. I thought that was so funny.
1: Yes, bro. I was, I was low key like, man, like just go, bro. Like I, I, they kept throwing the ball at other people. I'm like, just keep throwing the ball to Braden. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, honestly, bro, like, I I can't say anything more than I'm proud. Um, I'm happy for you. Um, so much more to come, but just keep doing. Keep being humble. Keep leading the team. Keep doing what you're doing, bro, because I, uh, like I said before, I'm somewhat living through you. So for let's sure. keep going, okay? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, um, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Hall has a little bit of a bullfrog breakdown where – Um, I'm going to be a little critical of OU football after this weekend. I know we're coming off the high of the win, but um, I have some things to talk about from my own perspective that we're not going to ask Braden to be involved in. Okay. So uh, where do I start? Right. I I have a list. Okay. So I have some good things and um, I have some bad things. Right. So um, well, first off, Let's start with the good things. Let's start with the stuff that Braden can talk about, too. The young guys. The young guys. Barnes. We -hmm. already talked about Freeman, but let's let's touch on Barnes
0: a little bit. Bro, he's going to be good. I thought I said that on a podcast. I don't know. I think I might have said that earlier. Darren Spring, maybe. I'm not sure. But I said that at one point. I said, that boy, he's going to be good, man. I'm telling you right now. He's going to be good, man. And he's really not even you know, anywhere close to as good as he can no. be, it's really ridiculous. Like his ceiling's so high, like mm-hmm. people see what they see and they're like, Oh wow. Like he's good. But y'all don't even understand how much better he can get. And that's really kind of, it's good. Great for us, man. We love it. You know, as you know, you, you know, as you know, my, I'm part of the team and you know, we'll be a part of a, the fan base soon, you know, but uh, it'll be, it's great for us, but it's really kind of scary for college football, man. That kid's going to be crazy. He's, He's just gonna a freshman. Good. He's just yeah. an 18-year-old, you know? So, I mean, he the kid is just running off of pure, like, athleticism, and, you know, it just they don't know what EG knows, you know, like, as far as just, you know, like, we used to say it all the time, you know, as you get older, you start learning, like, little tricks and little hacks and little stuff that, you know, that you just – Know as an older guy, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's it's just a part of the game. You get older, you get wiser. You start learning stuff that makes the game easier, you know. Right. So once he once he gets older, man, adds a few pounds, gets faster, <laughs> learns the game a little bit better, you know. Learns some of eg's patience, you know. Learn watches a little bit of kb film. Boy, he's gonna be. Bro, I think there.
1: he's. Lo- I think he's learning from EG right now. Like I think he's watching EG every single day and the here's what made it stand out. Right. So for me personally, I think one early in the game, he was making some good plays. I think he scored on one play. I was like, okay, like a direct snap, like in my head, um, you know, this like low key, like anybody can take a direct snap and go score. I'm not knocking him or knocking you or anything, but you know, like, the difficulty of certain plays as, right. a, as a player, right? And when you know uh, a guy is going to be that guy. So he was making some good plays, and I was just like, okay, like he looks good. But then, then I saw him take – I can't remember if it was a direct snap or a handoff, but he went to one side of the hole, broke down, missed the tackle, cut back to the other side, and was patient on the cutback. Got upfield, vertical quick, didn't waste any time. I think he turned what would have been a one-yard game, maybe even a break-even at the line of scrimmage to a four or six-yard play. I'm like, oh, he's got the juice. This kid can ball. Because not only was it his athleticism that showed out on that play, but it was the patience. Because at the beginning of the play, I thought it was EG. I'm not even going to lie to you. But then I see him get tackled and get up, and I'm like, oh, this is the freshman. I'm like, "Oh, that's 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 a senior move." Like the difference ladies and gentlemen, listeners between a, a a good running back is a great and a great running back is one that can make somebody miss in the hole, see the rest of the field and keep going. You know, not one that just makes one miss and then just one runs blindly because like, "Oh, like your timing is off," but one that can get there, ba-ba, make a play and then make something else happen. And he's showing slowly, but surely small signs of EG ish type of style here. Mm-hmm. You know, Kennedy Brooks type of smoothness there. And he's making a name for himself. So shout out the Barnes. Hopefully we have him on the podcast soon. Uh, well, he's a freshman, so probably next year, but man, his, like you said, his future is bright. And, uh, you got something to look forward to as a fan coming no time soon, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. All right. So more young guys made some plays too. I can't remember all their names, but, um, who's some, who's some guys, you know, we was talking about this before.
0: Yeah. So, um, our Mason Thomas, he plays rush for us. Defense and rush, uh, man, Kid's talented, bro. He's gonna be the next big thing. I'm telling you. in DP and I said it from the jump because we were watching him run during the summer, and then his get off, man. The the kid kind of reminds me of like a Nick Benito type, you know. And I, I know that's gonna get a lot of people excited, bro. But his first step is ridiculous. He has a crazy motor, and he his he's probably one of our best pass rushers as a freshman already. You know, he's really good with his hands. You know, they add a little bit of weight on him, bro. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I'm telling y'all right now, I'm making, I'm calling my shot right now. That boy is going to be really good in the future. And then, uh, another one is, you know, Robert Spears Jennings. He's number three, played a little safety for us yesterday. He did a good job. People will remember him from, uh, that hit he laid on a quarterback. Uh, and then he not like knocked him out of bounds and everybody was like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh he played, he played really well for us as well. But, yeah, the young guys are playing well, man. And, uh, you know, they're getting critical reps, you know, getting critical reps that's going to help them in the future. But, like I said, them guys are talented, and they'll be great players for us in the future. Not a young guy, but C.J. Colden
1: Transfer. One-handed catch. Da-na-na, da-na-na.
0: Man, yeah, that, that was, was crazy. That was crazy. It would
1: have been, it would have been even crazier if he snagged it. You know, a little DJ Graham action, but the catch, the bobble, that yo
0: might be catch it was of the year crazy. yeah no it, it definitely might be it, it was still crazy I think it actually added a little bit more to it you know what I'm saying that he was able to mm-hmm. you know come down to way he did because he was up there if I don't know if you saw the play but he he was up there and he came down and kind of landed in a way to be able to kind of grab it and mm-hmm. it was a great play man and you know he's yeah. been this is his second week with the interception. He had an interception last week, so he's been making a little name for himself, you know? So shout him? out to DJ, man.
1: Trey Morrison making some plays, Key, Key making some Key plays. We
0: yeah, Key played a great game, man. I I'm I'm having to We're going to have to talk TV. to him. get out have to talk to Key
1: about his uh his celebrations after the play because, like, twice I'm like, bro, like, please don't get us a penalty showing off, bro. Like, relax. Like, he's going and flexing, like, right in front of the other team and and waving at the fans and all this and that. I'm like, bro, great play, great play. But, but please don't, please don't, uh, bookie Bradley Hiles the situation. Um, oh, wow. Uh, anyways, love, Book. Uh, moving on to the rest of the Bullfrog breakdown um i wanted to i wanted to play a little bit of devil's advocate here looking at Kansas and their offense i think they did a great job in terms of their scheme especially at the beginning of the game and this is where the announcers were starting to get on my nerves because throughout the game bro oh my god bro i can't even remember everything they were saying but they were chalking up good plays to blown coverages you know you know how the middle of the field is open versus cover two Mm -hmm. and they're just like oh there there goes Oklahoma leaving a guy wide open and I'm like bro like it's cover two, like nobody's protecting the middle of the field bro how can you not see this and then they were I think uh, I can't even remember who had the ball right but somebody I think Kansas's offense had the ball and you guys blitzed them and uh they threw the swing route and, I'm, and they were like another guy wide open you know this is bad football I'm like bro like it's designed like what do you what do you mean and then I think y'all had um I think you or somebody else made a catch up the sideline and they were just I'm just like bro like you got to give credit to the offenses you know right. you can't protect you can't cover everybody in a zone you know what I'm saying you know, right. I think they were getting on Woody one time because somebody was, uh, somebody was like in the flats kind of underneath the corner. You know how, like, typically corners and cover four, you know, they each have a certain section and they're like 20 yards off the ball. Right. You can't, as a corner, if there's two people by you, you can't cover both of them, bro. And the announcers were saying small things that were starting to get on my nerves. And uh, another example. They were talking about Marv, bro. They were like, I don't know how they played Texas last week, and Marvin Mims only gets four targets. I'm like, bro, do you not know what happened last week? Like, did you not do your homework? Like, we didn't have a quarterback. What do you mean? Like, (laughs) we have Braden Willis back there. Like, granted, he's played quarterback before, but I don't think he's slinging it 60 yards downfield in the middle of the Cotton Bowl. Like, are you crazy? And – me and the rest of Sooner Nation were just like, yo, like somebody needs to get these fools off the television. Like it, it was bad. But that's my little rant on the announcers. Back to the actual game itself. Um, Kansas, uh, they had a good scheme. Um, one thing I will say that they ran, which our defense, the OU defense, shut down, was the option. Um, I think they got us like once or twice at the beginning of the game, and they put Deshaun White in a sticky situation. I don't know if you remember, but it was the one mm-hmm. where the quarterback pulled the ball and then uh Deshaun is um you yeah, know running between both, both of them. them. Yeah, he tried yeah, to play and both he pitches ball. the ball. Yeah. So I mean that that was schemed up very well because I think right. on that same play we had a s we had a slant going away from the option. And then we pull the ball. He makes the right read and that was just good football. Um another play um I think y'all had like eight people in the box versus a play action everybody crashes they get the ball out um they make a good play um they identified you guys one time in man they were in three by one uh cluster bunch set and this was another thing the announcer said um the running backs ran uh the running their running back ran a swing route in the three receivers, you know how we always used to run like a a pick combo. So they ran towards the linebackers. The linebackers couldn't get over the top and the running back was wide open. Uh, I think that was a third down and they got the first down, but the announcers was like, look at OU's defense, like leaving players wide open. I'm like, bro, it was a pick play. When OU is in man, right? You can't cover everything, but I say all this to say Kansas has some good things drawn up and the announcers sucked. Um, yeah. So ESPN, if anybody knows the plug there and uh, I'm sorry, I've been bashing them. Um, I should probably say the announcers could have been better in that uh, I would be willing to have a conversation with them if they wanted to, you know? So I, I don't know if I can get a job with them now that I've been bashing them so much, but, um KU has some good stuff on good stuff on um from the offensive perspective. Um lastly, let me move on to our defense and then uh we'll move on, right? So I may catch some heat for this, right? But honestly, if their quarterback who is pretty good, the one that was out was playing this game I think the game may look a little bit different, bro. Um, The offense is playing great. The offense played great that game. And uh, I don't ever want you to think that I'm against OU or anything. And I I know you're there every day. But they did some great things from a scheme perspective, everything that I just named. And they did all that with the backup in, right? So I know this is like a can't unscramble, scrambled eggs type of situation. but um as a former player i gotta i gotta be honest to the fans and let them know like yo like we won but i don't necessarily think our defense Well, i really can't just point out the defense I, i gotta say the sooners as a whole are out of the woods just yet um I think that our our defense. I I I don't know. I I can't. I I I don't. I, I want to be careful with what I say because I still know the guys personally. You know, I I don't want to over criticize and you know we have you on the podcast, but um, we got some tuning up to do because they were missing their best player. You know, and they still put up what thirty five. And uh, you like you always say, there's small rooms or small margins of ever of error when it comes to winning these games. So uh I'm gonna leave it as that. Uh just food for thought for the fans. Um uh, I'm not gonna go any further and bash any player or anything like that. But uh, something to consider moving on to the future. Brayden, do you have uh anything to to say off of my comments for the game?
0: Um I you know Here's the deal, I don't know if I really too much agree with it now, there's always uh, room for improvement, you know, but here's the, here's the thing the deal about that Kansas team, which I said earlier in the week they thrive off their running game, which Jason Bean can very much so do you can run the ball their running backs that like that's been what they've been doing the whole year holding the ball, you know being efficient, running the ball really well, and I think I think our defense did a great job in that. Uh, a couple of those points come from the offense. Two turnovers and plus our minus territory gives them a short field. So some of them points come from us. So we got to take accountability there. And then last but not least, I just think that the quarterback that has played is not truly their back. I mean, he is their backup, and other guys was playing really well. Uh, Jalen, but uh, remember, this is a guy, this, the Kansas quarterback, Jason Bean, the backup. This is a guy that was a starter for them. He's like a 16 game starter, he started like the whole year last year for them. And also is the guy that almost beat us last year as well. So yeah, there's things to, you know, iron out and everything like that. Yeah. You know, he I mean he is, but the guy the Kansas kid been playing really well. The right. the starter. But Jason Bean's fully capable of being a starter as well. And uh he's the same guy that almost beat us last year. Also, if you watch that TCU game, Jalen gets hurt, they're down about ten three. They go blow for blow with TCU all the way up until the end. I mean the kid had them operating on you know, all cylinders, you know what I'm saying, until the end of the game. And TCU just really outlasted them. So, uh you know, I don't want to blow smoke, you know, up anybody's, you know, back end. But, you know, there's definitely stuff to improve. I'm not going to say that. But I think, you know, with what we gave, the, I'm talking about the offense, what we gave defense and, you know, conditions, you know, I think, you know, they it wasn't, that bad of a game for them. You know what I'm saying? Continuously improve. And I think they'll be all right. I got confidence in them. You know, those are my guys. So of course I'm going to have confidence in them, but I got confidence in them. I think they'll be all right.
1: For sure. And I have confidence as you as a leader sooner nation. We have a buy this coming week. Brayden, are you doing anything? Please tell me you're doing something outside of football. That's fun. Maybe.
0: Well, this will probably be the week that I get a car. So, <laughs> uh, fortunately, that's what, bro, but that's what I should have
1: tweeted. I should after you score after the next time you score. Well, after you score, the next tweet is going to be get this man a car. That's probably the most. That's that's probably the best advertisement you're gonna get right there. <laughs>
0: I just hope it don't come too late. Fortunately unfortunately, didn't want to have to buy a car, but, you know, fortunate that I can and that, you know, it's uh, it's a new car. So, you know, that's yeah. always a good little thrill. But at the same time, unfortunately, because like I said, if I didn't have that, I would have rolled my car to the wheels fell off, fell off. So, you know, wasn't really planning on doing that right now. But, uh, yeah, this week has probably got to be the week. Or next week. so And it's the bye week, so I have more time to, you know, do things and, you know, maneuver that. So this probably be the you. week. So Well, I'm yeah.
1: glad you guys uh, got some time off. I always valued my time off because that long weekend, bro, because I'll have, what, practice Thursday morning, I'm assuming, and then get the rest of Thursday, y'all, Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
0: Well, I practice Thursday. Uh, well, I practice every day except for Friday. So it's the regular schedule. Tuesday we'll have meetings, but we won't have practice. We're doing service. We're doing service trips. Basically, we're gonna Ooh. split up, take the whole team, split up into like groups of ten. We're gonna cast the net over Norman and kind of just give back a little bit. You know, we're gonna uh, do Habitat for Humanity. We're gonna build some ramps. We're gonna paint some fences. You know, help uh, with people's pets and. Just a whole bunch of stuff We got like 10 different things that we're going to be doing because we're going to split up into like 10 different groups or however many groups with 10 guys. Yeah, just kind of, you know, give back to the community. So that's what we'll be doing on Tuesday, which is pretty cool. I thought that, you know, building time for that is that's special. I like it. You know, still giving, you know, football all its respects because it takes a lot to win. You know, we're still going to be meeting yeah. and everything. But instead of just beating our body, you know how Tuesday practices are. Instead of just beating our body up, get a little mental, get the game plan in, you know what I'm saying? And then we're going to go on and go give back to the community that serves us so well. So, you know, I thought – I think cool. that was impressive. Uh, that is cool. Not impressive, but I thought this was just, that was – you know, that's that just shows Coach Venable's hearts and the soul mission's hearts, you know. I I, I really like that. You know, not just yeah. because we get a a day off of practice, but I thought the schedule that they came up is, you know, really, really I like good. that.
1: Bro, let's – I love that, actually. Let's put that in perspective a little bit, Center Nation. We have a team that is, what, four and three mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time, and we're using one of our bi weeks to go and serve the community – that low key has been criticizing us on social media, at least for the past three weeks, especially after the Red River rivalry. Right. So that honestly shows what type of person Venables is. And I love it. I think it's a great bonding activity for the team. I think it's a mm-hmm. great way to serve the community, get to know the people that are around you. I love it. I, it's, it's new. It's refreshing. I've never done something like that before. You know, I remember during my bye week, I'm like, yo, what can I do to just get away? Like, I don't care. Right. But yet, here we are thinking about other
0: people during
1: a tough time. That's pretty cool. No doubt. Do you know which one you're going to be participating in?
0: No, they'll probably split us into groups tomorrow, you know? Yeah. On Monday. Yeah, tomorrow's Monday. Yeah. Um, so, no, we don't know. We just, they let us know what activities we will be doing, like, in terms of, like, the different stuff that we can be doing. But I don't know which one I'm going to be assigned to yet, so.
1: Okay. Well, you enjoy this week, bro. Stay healthy. Get healthy. Prehab. Rehab. You know how it goes. Ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, that is all we have for this episode of the podcast. Enjoy your bye week. Yes, yes. We are still going to have two episodes this week. Tune in on Thursday because we got some really cool people coming on to the pod that I'm sure you guys are interested to see who and where
0: they are. All right. Lastly, I want to give a shout out to officer Bobby Broomer. I hope I said your last name right, but, uh, he works for the Walker champions. He's an officer for the Walker champions and, uh, you know, he chats with my family all the time and he always allows them to get a good spot for the Walker champion. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. So shout out to you, officer, Bobby Broomer.
1: Also shout out to one of the bus drivers on campus, Nick, to him and his brother. They were at the game this weekend. Uh, Nick is always a good face to see around on campus. He's always honking the horn, saying what's up to players and that type of deal. So uh, once again, shout out to you, Nick, and appreciate you for being a good person and a friendly face for the Sooners. That is all we got, y'all. Brayden, this. Yeah, this is perfect, perfect.
0: All right, y'all.